This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Obviously the big topic tonight to talk about is the St. Talmud of Racha, which we will get to Blinad in a few minutes. We talked about this a little bit on Shal Shudas. We mentioned that uh, in this past week's parasha, the name Yisachar appears for the first time. And there's a bit of a discussion exactly how to pronounce his name. There are different cheetahs out there. Just what I found interesting, I was uh, flipping through the Sefer Mesiris Moshe, the Sefer written by Rabbi Tendler about different practices from Ramosha Feinstein. And there he writes that Ramosha had a tradition that the first time he'd come across uh, the name Yisachar, which appears in Parshas Vayetze, he would read it Yisachar. And after that, he would read it without uh, the double, just, you know, the Yisachar. And on the footnote, they write, V'chei noyig achsam seifer. That was also the practice of the Chsam Seifer. The first time you read it, Yisachar, and then afterwards you don't. I mentioned that if you look in the Sefer, Time of the Korah, the Sefer written by Reb Chaim Kanievsky, so there he writes that his uncle, the Chazanish, had the same practice, that the first time it appears, he would read it, Yisachar, and after that he wouldn't. And he said the Chazanish never told him why. He never knew the reason for the Chazanish's practice. But he said he thinks the reason is like this. As we've mentioned this before, as a Daz Kane Mabali Atoisvis and Parshish Vayigash, it might be Parshish Pilchas also, and then look it up again, where he points out that Yisachar had a son who had a name that sounded like an Abaydazar. So he gave away one of his letters to his son. So the Chazanish felt that the first time Yisachar appears, that was before he had any children. So then it's Yisachar. After the next time his name appears, you have to assume he already had this child and he already changed his name. And therefore he lost one of his letters, and that's why the Chazanish's practice was after that time, he would, na- he would read it uh, without uh, the double. Now I don't have to check, is there anywhere between... Yeah, for sure, Yisachar appears at the end of Pasha's Vayichi. Right? So some people have a different practice. They wait till Pasha's Pinchas to switch over, because they hold that's where you see his name appears in the Chumash, is in Pasha's Pinchas. But the Chazanish and Rav Moshe had a different practice. They held the first time his name is mentioned, it's Yisachar, and after that it is not. I mentioned if you look in this in the first Shach the Sefer, he writes that in Velozhin of the Minag was always to say uh, to say Yisachar until you get to Pasha's Pinchas, which is fascinating because m- m- many of the yeshivas today are offshoots of what they did in Velozhin. So I am not too familiar that too many yeshivas do that. But he writes that was the Minag of Velozhin, and he writes that Rabbi Salvation got a different Minag. He used to say both names. He would pr- he would pronounce it both ways each time. Every time he'd come across the name Yisachar, he'd read it both ways. You know, like we do, you know, Zecher and Zecher. He'd read them both ways until he got to Parshish Pinchas. And once he got to Parshish Pinchas, then he would just read it the regular way, Yisachar, regularly. I don't know how many people do that either, but there's n- numerous different versions of Minhagim regarding how to deal with this child. But this was in- interesting to me that that was Ramosha's practice. I don't know if that's what they do in MTJ. Ramosha made it very clear many times that what they do in MTJ and what he holds is not always the same. He used to say he's hired, so he can only push his opinion so far. I know how he feels, but uh, sometimes he can only push so far. So uh, I don't know if that's what Ramosha held, that's what they did on TJ, you have to ask those that were there. So tonight we're all familiar that we're going to be switching over in the bracha of Baruch Aleinu. We're going to be changing and we're going to be reciting, we're going to be reciting the Vesein Talmatel of Racha. It's worth mentioning that there's a fundamental difference between Vesein Talmatel of Racha and Masha Baruch Amaragesha. One of the major differences is that Masha Baruch Amaragesha is not a bakasha. We're not asking for rain. We're mentioning the fact that Hashem has the ability to make it rain. It's not about kasha. And the biggest proof is that we as a found in the Shema Nesri, it's in the first three brachas. We know the first three brachas are not about kashas. The first three brachas of Shema Nesri were structured to be not asking, but rather praising. 
So Masha Baruch Merageshim is not about is not about asking; it's about praising. However, in the bracha of Baruch Aleinu, now we're talking about asking Hashem. Now this is about kosher, and it has n- numerous nafkaminas lahalacha because now we're asking instead of just praising. So that's one of the major differences between Masha Baruch Merageshim and B'sein Talmud Levracha. It's interesting if you take a look at the Mishnebura. He writes uh, over here. He brings down two different versions of in that bracha. What he's supposed to say: V'sabenu mituvecha or V'sabenu mituva. So he quotes, he writes in Mishnebura, writes over in some Kuf Yudzayin. He says, V'sabenu mituvecha. Quotes from the Magen Avram, who quotes from the Rush, that the proper version should be V'sabenu mituvecha. And he writes, V'sidr Ari, but the Ari in his Siddur, he writes mituva. It's interesting. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch Rav Siddur, he talks has it mituvecha. Not like Dari, which is interesting. But in any case, so we now know that we here in America, the Gemara told us in Tainus, we spoke about this a little bit after Sukkot, that in Eretz Yisrael, this is all news. They've been saying the same Talmud Lavrach already in Eretz Yisrael for some time. We in America took a little while, a little longer until we started saying it. Why? So the Gemara told us in, in Bavel, in the Geile, which is Machalik Shvashayin, and what's included in Geile, we start saying it 60 days after the Tkufa. What's the Tkufa? The Tkufa is known as the Equinox. So 60 days after the Equinox, we start saying the same Talmud Lavracha. Now, if anyone Google when the Equinox is, and we know the, the, when the Equinox is, it's in the end of September. September 22nd, September 23rd. So if you do basic math, we have a basic problem over here that we're a couple of days off. 60 days from the end of September does not take us to December 4th and December 5th. So this is the old question. So if you take a look in Rishayim that lived before the 1500s, they talk, don't write December 4th, December 5th, they talk, have it at the, at the end of November. That was before they changed the calendar, Gregorian calendar, we spoke about this in the past, that's why the discrepancy is found. But at the end of the day, the Gemara says, we go 60 days after the equinox, which takes us to this evening. Now there's a discussion in the Ber Halachi, there's a big Machoikish Rishayim over here, do you count 60 days from the equinox, may ace la ace? Does it have to be perfect 60 days from the moment of the equinox till when we start saying we're saying Tal Motla Rach? What's the Nafkemina? So the Baralacha writes that there's a sheet of the Rav Yah. The Rav Yah says, yes, we have to count the perfect 60, perfect 60 days, minute to minute. So he points out that the equinox usually is not going to be yet tonight. If you count 60 days, tonight you're usually not going to be there yet. So he wants to know, but if someone forgot tonight, can it be Samech on the sheet of the Rav Yah? So the Baralacha does not seem to be very keen on this opinion. He says, no, we don't pass in like the Rav Yon. And even B'di'evit, if you forgot to say it tonight, you would have to repeat the Shema However, the Chayodim does think that B'di'evit, you could be Samech on those Paiskim. And they say that Chassam Seifer was not Samech on these Paiskim. The Chassam Seifer also held that B'di'evit, you can't be Samech. And if you forget tonight, you have to repeat the Shema I did see some Achrena make a very, what I call, a Hail Mary ditch effort to try to say, well, maybe I don't have to repeat it because Mayr is anyways a Rishus. We learned in last week's parasha, Yaakov was Misak and Mayrev, but it was Misak and as Rishos. So therefore, since it's Rishos, maybe you don't have to repeat it. And that's a very schwer sell, because at the end of the day, we were already kaveya it, lagabi chayva, even though technically it started off as Rishos. So we passed tonight, if a person forgot the same Talmud Lebroch, he would have to repeat the Esrei, we can't be saying on the sheet of the Rav Yah. So tonight, the meaning is that Mr. Buru writes, interesting, he says, when do you make the announcement of the same Talmud Lebroch? He says, you make the announcement right before you start the Shlosh Manesrei. Mam is the middle of the Mayrev. Even though normally we don't like to be mafsik between that point, Mishavur says, you make the clap and you say, you can make the clap before Ma'ariv. It's not like Ma'ashavur HaMaragashim that we don't start until we have a formal Hachrozah. The Hachrozah is not Ma'akiv over here. It's not like Ma'ashavur HaMaragashim. But nonetheless, we should make some form of acknowledgement that we start saying the same Talmud this evening. Now, what happens if a person forgot the same Talmud Lavracha? So simply, if a person forgot it and he finished the whole Shemana he has to repeat Shemana He didn't daven properly. So that's a portion.
And the first uh, 30 days, you have to assume if you're not sure, misupak, you have to assume you didn't say it right. Because we're not used to saying it. So for the next couple of days, for sure a couple of weeks, if you're not sure if you said, Baruch, it's not like married at all, you can be saying on married at all here. If you didn't say it right, you for sure didn't say it right. And then you'd have to repeat the Shemones if you know for sure you didn't, or if you're in doubt. But here it gets interesting. Being that I told you that the Saint Talmud Rach is a She'ela, it's a request, so we know that in the Brach of Shema Kalein, it's open for us to insert our own personal requests. So if a person forgot it in Baruch Aleinu, he has a makeup time in the Shemanesri. This is not so for Masha Baruch HaMadagesh, because Masha Baruch HaMadagesh is not asking. It's praising, so you've got to go back to the beginning of the Shemanesri. But here, when it comes to the Brach of the Tefillah, the, the, the Saint Talmud Rach, you can make it, you can insert it into the Shema Kalein. Where do you put it into the Shema Kaleinu? So the Mishnah Bru says you put it right before you say Kiyato Shemeya. Right before those words, you put it in the same Talmud Lavrach. Now there's a Machlaikis Achroinim between the Kitta Shulchan Aruch and the Archa Shulchan. What exactly is the text? Do you just say the same Talmud Lavrach or do you say the same Talmud Lavrach Al Peneo Adom? Right? Some Achroinim hold you have to get those words in Al Peneo Adom. It goes, the, the, the water goes under the ground. So that's a Machlaikis Achroinim. So uh, I'm not sure what the exact accepted practice today is, but the Archa Shulchan writes very strongly. He thinks you have to say Al Peneo Adom. Not just the words we say in Talmud, but either way, say the model of Rach. Either way, that's the makeup time is in the Baruch of Bar- uh, Shemach Eleinu. If you blew through Shemach Eleinu, then you got to go back to Baruch Eleinu. What happens if you realize in the middle of Ritzay and you go back to Shemach Eleinu? So Shmuel Vazner writes in the Truva, but yeah, but that's okay. Even though once you you really should go back to Baruch Eleinu, you shouldn't go back to Shemach Eleinu. But if you, if you go back to Shemach Eleinu, but yeah, but that's going to be okay also. What happens if you're in the middle of Baruch Eleinu? And you're getting to the end, and you realize you didn't say the same time of and you said Baruch Atah Hashem. <coughs> what should you do? So, Shabbat Kanevsky Paskins, finish the bracha and make it up. You can make it up, no problem in Shema Kelein. Some say, but if you if you said Baruch Atah and Shema Keleinu, then you should say Lamdeni Chukech and go back to Shema Keleinu and finish it in Shema Keleinu. But either way, here it's Kedai to remember that you have this makeup in Shema Keleinu. But if you blew through Shmakaleinu, then you should go back to Baruchaleinu and say it in the proper place. Mm-hmm. But the other, you can go back to Shmakaleinu. Women have the same status as men kibshute, and therefore if a lady also forgot to say it in the Shmanesri, whichever Shmanesri she does daven, she should repeat the Shmanesri as much as the men. But again, the next couple of days, is definitely Kedai to daven inside from a sitter. It's always Kedai to daven inside, so you don't forget things. But here there's a very good chance that we'll forget it. And if we forget it, we have to go back. It's not like the same, it's not like Merit at all, where we have a backup to be Saimachon.